Hi, and welcome to Travel Time. We're here today talking about Albuquerque, and I have my son with me again. Uh, you'll remember him from our previous episode. Hi, I'm Jack. Um, we are talking about a trip we had, um, not this year, but a previous year, where we were in town at Albuquerque for the USATF Cross Country Nationals. Um, this is a youth competition, and we were there uh, so he could run in the race. And they ran at the location they use for their annual hot air balloon festival, which is where a lot of people know Albuquerque from. And it's aptly named Balloon Fiesta Park in the Sandia Mountains. So this was Jack's first high altitude race. Um, it was over 5,300 feet where we ran. And, well, not we ran. Well, I watched and he ran. <laughs> uh, we got there about two days early to allow him some time to practice at altitude and see a little of the city before the race because neither of us had been there before. Um, so our first morning there, we went to the headquarters hotel to pick up registration and get a souvenir t-shirt. I'm going to interject here that if you are going, if you're listening to this because you might be going to a USATF race, it, this is a highly coveted item and there are very, very long lines. And I think after going to a few of these races, we've hit on the, uh, preferred method of getting them, which is to go early on the practice day, not at the end of the day and not on race day, not after you practice because the lines are not nearly as long. And the lines are like, we had one line that was what, two out an hour and a half or two hours long. We've had upwards of an hour and a half. Definitely. Yeah. So it can, the lines can get really long. So if you are in town early to practice, I would go either before you practice or go while your runner's practicing uh, have an adult go watch. They usually have one at the main hotel where you get the reservation registration stuff. And they also have one on site at the course. So my preference is usually to go to the one in the hotel because it's a heated and B, B like it's not, you're not standing in mud, which you sometimes are at the race. So, um, so what you did your first day's practice and that's kind of how we started after the t-shirts and, yeah. and when we got the t-shirts, any thoughts on the shirt or the rate or the practicing or, well, the, the course itself and the balloon park in general, which a lot of people will probably go there for the balloon show, is really nice. It's a pretty much completely open field, so that was one of the best parts of it. Awesome. And you had a cool shirt that year. It wasn't yeah. like the other shirts. Yeah. And the rest of them just had logos on it. That one had, like, balloons and a picture of the park on it. Yeah. Pretty cool. That was an awesome shirt. Um, so we stayed at the Embassy Suites in Albuquerque, and I would have to say it was a great location. It was very well located to get to the course well easily and also to get to other sites at Albuquerque easily. And because it was December, we had our traditional, we usually get picture taken with a tree in the uh, lobby of the airport, of the, not airport, the hotel. And this one was huge because they have yeah. this huge atrium and all the suites overlook like the central atrium. So it was really kind of a nice design. And the whole time we were there, the only issue we had was some, there were a bunch of kids where the parents had allowed them just to run around on the outsides of the floors right outside the suites. And I think they were playing like hide and seek or something. But I will say to the hotel's credit, when we called and I'm probably I'm sure more other people called just to say there was a lot of noise in the hallway because kids were running around they took care of it like almost immediately yeah. and i know you love the hotel i know we had complimentary breakfast there and we had one dinner there uh, what did you like best about that embassy suites? um well the rooms first off were incredible they were like three rooms in like one so you had like two bedrooms and then a common area they were really nice and we had a balcony 
And then the other really nice part about it was for the day before my actual race, we ate, like, dinner in the atrium because they had seating and a dinner place right there. And it was that was that was another really cool part of the hotel. Yeah. It's good to get fueled up for the race there. Um, and they had some good spicy dishes, too. It wasn't just your standard boring hotel fare, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they had some local dishes, which is really cool to see in a hotel. Yeah. So we registered and we um, and we ran and of course you know you can only run on the course for so long. So we spent the rest of the day just kind of seeing Albuquerque, and we went first to Old Town. Yeah. Um, Albuquerque, just for some history, was founded back in 1706, and it's been the heart of Albuquerque since that time. So there are a lot of shops and restaurants and museums, and the majority of the buildings are in sort of a pueblo Spanish style. But the the really interesting thing was there were a lot of Victorian-style buildings, too. And they were built, we found out, after the railroad arrived in about 1880. And that started to influence their architecture. So it, it was pretty cool. It's very walkable. Some really cool shops in there. Um, we found a local like spot to park and just kind of explored on foot. We... Um, we were hungry, so I think first, right? Yeah. He since he had just run, we went first for lunch to find lunch, and we happened upon just by chance the Church Street Cafe, which is apparently one of the more popular restaurants in Albuquerque. We found out later, and the food and the restaurant were fabulous. It's just a really cool, like feel for the restaurant, and a great mix of sandwich options for me, who's a little bit more boring of an eater, and a lot of really great Southwest cuisine. I personally would highly recommend it, but it, you had some stuff you really loved there, I think. the Yeah, it was really, really good food. It was the first real Southwestern-style cuisine we had while we were there. And one thing I do want to note about it is a common like thing you hear if you're going to a Southwestern town, especially somewhere like Albuquerque is you can pick like red or green sauce usually or peppers to like top it. And it's like a lot of people will say that if you say like Christmas, you want it like that, they'll put both on there. But in my experience, that's just something that people say before they go and not really something anyone local there says. So (laughs) that kind of will make you sound like a tourist. But overall, it was had amazing food. Well, and you did try it. Christmas, even though no one caught, they looked at you like you're crazy. When <laughs> yeah, you that. but I remember you tried it Christmas and you didn't do that again because it was really hot, wasn't it? Well, um, or was it really something? the only problem was the uh, more on the cuisine. If you guys are interested in that, is the uh, green peppers are a lot, a lot spicier than the red ones, which you'd probably think it's the other way around. But I, I would really recommend getting the red ones first, unless you're really good with spicy foods because they're very very hot yeah and he's pretty good with spicy foods so that's saying something i, I will say that they, they take it pretty spicy the guys in my family so we headed out of there and we toured san felipe de neri church and hopefully i said that sort of right jack is more of a spanish speaker than i am there we just toured a little bit and got some really nice souvenirs in their religious shop including some really cool wood carved wrist rosaries that were really beautiful. The other cool thing about the church was that it was built back in 1793, and it's one of the oldest surviving buildings in town and the only building proven to date to the Spanish colonial period. Um, so that that made it kind of cool just to even just take a look at. And I know that's where you found your traditional 
cross country nationals gift for your brother for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, that honestly, that church was one of the coolest spots just because it had a lot of history, and then the like shop inside of it was really nice. So that was that was definitely one of the coolest parts of Old Town. Yeah, a lot of handcrafted things. And yeah. I liked that a lot. Um, so we went after that. We went to what ended up being one of I think our favorite parts of the trip, which was, or at least mine, was Petroglyphs National Monument. It's a, for as far as the national monument goes, it's right there in town, so you don't have to go very far, and it's very easy to get to. It was very close to the Unser Racing Museum, which our your dad yeah. wanted us to go to really badly, but we didn't have enough time to do both. So when we go back, we'll definitely be hitting that. We did a couple of the closest trails, and I really recommend this in the area. I think it's really good for all ages. Um, the trails are not super accessible if you have people with like wheelchairs or things like that. But if people can walk pretty well, it's not terribly steep or anything like that. I just thought it was really cool. I remember you liked it. Yeah, what, what? Um, honestly, that was like the all the seeing all the cave paintings and stuff that was still there was really awesome to see and the uh the one thing i will note about the trails is they weren't particularly hard at all but they were filled with really interesting stuff so if you're more going there to hike um i can't speak to all the trails but any of the ones we went on were kind of lackluster as far as that went but seeing the history there kind of makes up for that yeah I think, I remember that's where you said you really wish Sam had come on the trip, his his brother. I really think just anybody could really enjoy that. I mean, it's, if you have small kids with you, a lot of, they're not like really high up or really hard to understand. They're obviously pictures of things that are very clear, like birds and people and things like that. And I think little kids would even get a kick out of it. Um, So yeah, highly recommend that spot. And you can spend as little or as much time as you want. Like we only had maybe like an hour and a half or two hours to spend there because we had to get to the It was pretty dinner. short, yeah. Yeah, and that was one of the things we kind of wish we'd had a little more time to do. Um, so we went on to the hotel, and we got the pasta dinner that um, Jack talked about and a good night's sleep for the race. The races generally start at those events at like about 8 a.m. for the 7 and under group, um, and then we didn't have to get there, thankfully, until a little later because Jack was a little older and they do, like, if you're going to those races, they do them in, like, age groups. So it's, like, the 7, 8s and the 9, 10s and the 11, 12s. So the older you are, the later in the day you generally run. Um, so the fun thing for this was not only was it for your first race at altitude, it was the first race you got sleeted on, I think, oh, in, a, yeah. in a championship race. I mean, obviously, living in the Midwest, you'd won in weather before, but never, like, at the national championships. Yeah. Um, and it, I think just... Before we go on to anything else, I would really love, are there any tips you'd have for other kids that are heading to nationals, things they should, especially if it's their first nationals, what they should be aware of? I know this wasn't Um, your first nationals. Well, one thing is you either, I think one mistake we kind of made was coming a day and a half early. And I think if you're going to race at something like that, you either need to come in same day or at least a week in advance because otherwise you'll be stuck in this awkward middle stage of uh of like acclimating to the oxygen levels which can be pretty important for competitive like running so yeah so maybe so that's only true for this race well and one other race that you were in um usually we we've been going to 
a day early. So we go to the practice session, he can get a feel for the course and then we sightsee a little bit and then he runs the race. But I think we learned from this one that if it's at a high altitude, it's better to go a little closer to the race time and maybe do sightseeing after um, if you, if we have time or something like that. So we did learn that. I, I think the daunting thing, your very first race, which wasn't this trip, you'll probably join me another time to talk about San, was it San Antonio? Just the number of people there. I mean, yeah, like if you're used to massive. racing in your Each state. Each race was at least 400 people, really. Yeah. Especially if you're in those middle age groups, like the 910s through about the 1314s. It's a, it's a ton of people. Massive. So after the race, we went on to the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center, which is basically like a museum. But it's specifically a museum that talked a lot more about the original inhabitants of the area. And... I was I was pleasantly surprised by this museum. I wanted to go to learn about the culture, but I thought they did a really nice job. Like we got to go into kind of a, I want to say fake Pueblo. It was like a real Pueblo, but it was inside and see kind of how the old dwellings would have looked. The really fun part was since it was Christmas. Do you remember what they yeah, had in there? Yeah, they, uh, they had the gingerbread exhibit where they had a, basically a gingerbread making competition where a ton of people submitted gingerbread houses that looked like really amazing Pueblos. Yeah, it was really cool. And even the little kid ones were so cool. Yeah. I mean, they did a really nice job. Um, They had a lot of other Christmassy kind of things in there. But to me, that was the most fun is just to see the different kinds of gingerbread houses in another place. Um, I think, did we see a tribal dance there as well? Or was that another trip? We might have. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that though. I remember touring where you could go down the ladders and tour the the little houses that were inside the building. Yeah, I that was that museum was one of the best done museums I've seen. Like, especially for a local museum, it's very very impressive. Yeah, I do also remember that you hid behind a very tall hand woven basket and scared me to death because I walked <laughs> around the corner and you jumped out at me. <laughs> So you could do that too. But um, I think after that, we headed out to another good place to eat, which was near the university campus. And it was the 66 Diner. Yeah, that was that was probably my second favorite place after the Church Street Cafe. But anyone who goes to Albuquerque should definitely check out the 66 Street Diner. It's like a really nice 50, 50s themed diner. Really a... Uh, Really cool. Yeah, tons of Route 66, like, old signs and things like that are all over the walls. And the fun thing was all around the top. Do you remember? I think they had every Pets dispenser ever made. <laughs> yeah, that was, in, that was insane. Yeah. But the general aesthetic of it and, like, even just the food they served, it was, like, burgers and smoothies, which is, like, not smoothies, um, milkshakes, which is, like, I mean, great for after a race. But <laughs> anyone really would love that diner maybe don't make it your night before a race meal if you're there for running they have a lot of running events in albuquerque just like that and that's another reason to throw that in there because like they have a lot of adult races and championship races for all level all ages there Uh, it's pretty popular there but the milkshakes were fabulous i do think it's funny that you said it's a camp miss dining opportunity for albuquerque because i was doing some research to kind of remember see the pictures and stuff and bring you know remember some of the stuff i wanted to mention and they actually have on their website this is the camp miss dining experience and he was not there when i was i mean i <laughs> i would definitely agree with that yeah i also remember it 
in true diner style, has windows all along the outside. Yeah. So everywhere you sit, you can see outside. And Even on the outside, it looks like a 50s diner, which it, is really cool. It does. And it's very true to the Route 66 culture, which yeah. of course runs right through Albuquerque. But when we were there, it started snowing. And oh. the very ironic thing was, you know, we're from the Midwest and we had, uh, we, my husband was testing me pictures of my other son at home walking around in shorts because it was so warm at home. Yeah. In the middle of December, <laughs> we're sitting in Albuquerque, which is in high elevation, so it's not all that unusual. But a lot of these races are places that are warmer than where we live. Not all, but a lot of them are. And we look outside and it's just like snowing well, like crazy. I remember the first full day and a half was phenomenal weather. And okay. it was it was beautiful there. But then all of a sudden it kind of just took a turn. And, it was and was nasty, even through when we had to leave. Yeah. Well, the sleet during the race was nasty. The The snowing while we were in the restaurant was pretty. The sleet was what I remember the most. Well, that's because it was hitting you in the face. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, the, it did come into play again. Like, we obviously went back to our hotel. We woke up in the morning and we got to the airport fine. But then we sat on the tarmac for like, oh, 45 minutes or an so hour. It was so long. It felt so long. We were like 10th in line for de-icing and we just kept looking at the clock going, we're never going to make our connection. In a long story short, we did make our connection with like about 10 minutes to spare. Yeah. Luckily, he's a runner, so he was dragging me through the airport. And yeah, so we did get home okay. I know there are some things there you said you wanted to do either do again or do when you if you came back. I, that's the one place, maybe, maybe there may have been two or three places that we've gone for those kinds of weekends with just you and I where you said, I really want to come back here with Dad and Sam. Albuquerque was definitely the biggest one of those for me. I mean, um, we also went to Myrtle Beach and San Antonio and a couple other places. But, like, Myrtle Beach, I remember, like, I could not have cared less whether I came back to that. It, it had, like, nothing going on except an empty beach in yeah. December. But winter, winter in Myrtle Beach is not as exciting but as then, in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> but then Albuquerque was somewhere I would have gone on vacation and it would have had a great time i mean like you said earlier the unser museum would have been cool to see and there was a lot more to petroglyph and surrounding national parks that would have been really cool to see yeah i would if, if we hadn't been there in winter and if we had rented a four by four and not whatever car we had <laughs> there's one about two hours away um Chaco Canyon, which is a That's lot of Pueblos. And we looked into going there, but first of all, it was two hours away. And then we found out that an hour and a half of that, it was all dirt road. Yeah. We did not recommend regular vehicles on it. So we didn't want to risk our rental car on it. I will definitely be going back and going I mean, there. For those of you who have access to it, I would definitely say the fact that it's an hour and a half dirt road is kind of a good thing because that means less people can go there and it's better <laughs> experience for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, we have we have definitely definite reasons to go back. There's several things that we'd like to see again. We'd also, I think, like to venture out and see like Taos and Santa Fe on a trip sometime. Yeah. Maybe see more of New Mexico because it's just it was a really cool experience. The general culture in that whole area of the Southwest is just it's really amazing in my my opinion. It's it's something that is really cool to see in person because it it's not really you don't really see it a lot. That bodes well for our summer trip this year, as long as COVID doesn't ruin it. Uh, we're planning to do a trip through Grand, the Grand Circle, so Zion and Grand Canyon and all that stuff. So hopefully we'll see more of that area. Yeah. Um, and the cuisine especially is probably one of my favorite parts of that area. Yeah. 
everything, almost everything he ate, he just kept going, I wish Dad and Sam were here. They'd love it. I am, of course, the boring eater, so he was not saying that to me about me, but it's fun to see their their thoughts. So yeah, thanks for joining us today. I, I love having your perspective on the show. Right. You're welcome. Yeah. And, it's uh, great to add my opinion. <laughs> and Jack may be joining us again because we've gone on several cross-country adventures as he's had races in different places, not just nationals, but other ones. We probably won't talk about the one that was one foot of mud. We might skip that one. Oh my God. <laughs> Worst. Yeah, so we might have Jack back for a couple of those kinds of trips too. Until then, happy travels.